Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Nonfiction Thoughts. I am your host, the luscious Luigi, and I'm joined by my co-host. Hello, everyone. I am Birdchild. Excited to be here with you on this fine January afternoon. What are we talking about today, Big Bird? I would say that we are talking about the new year. We have uh, new beginnings, right? It's a new year, new beginnings. Some would say it's a new beginning. Some would say new year, new me. Some would say new year, same old me. Some would say that. I might be one of those people who would say that. I I feel like I'm the same, to be honest. Like, I don't... It's not... A lot of people say new year, new me. I think, well, I mean, not much has changed in the three seconds it took to go from December 31st to January 1st. You know, like, you're, you're still pretty much the same person. Nothing changes, really, except the fact that the Earth went around the sun another mm-hmm. time. Like No astrological significance, though. It did go around the sun once, but there's no, like, like January 1st. Like, we could, we could make the new year whenever we want yeah, we could. and just tack on one rotation from that. But that initial starting point of the rotation has no astrological significance. You know, I never thought about it that one, mm-hmm. but that, that is a good point. Unlike uh, Chinese New Year, which is lunar, of course. So that's lunar significance, but no solar significance in any real... uh, Well, I mean, you know, there is, because it goes around once, but from that starting point is is the point I'm getting at. I I gotcha. It could be anywhere in that cycle. It's almost a metaphor for a new year, new me, you know? Like, yeah, is it really that important? Uh, Not really, but, you know, we like to say so. And it is. It is. It's important, but... But only to us. Only to us. Because It's only what you make of it. It's like money. Yeah. It's it only matters because... We say so. Yeah. Isn't that but a wonderful thing about humans? It does You can matter. just kind of say that things matter, and we all collectively and, agree and, they matter. And they do. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, well, they just say that matters, and it just matters. No, like, it, it actually does matter. <laughs> yeah, be- because we said it does. Because we said it does, yeah. That's... Fascinating. Int- really, uh... Would you say it separates us from animals? Is that is that the defining factor? A lot of people say, oh, it's language, it's emotion. Well, not necessarily. Others animals have languages and yeah, emotions. I, I did hear about a type of monkey that has, like, grammar and syntax. Wow, that's awesome. That's something. really cool. I yeah. thought it was fascinating. Yeah, dolphins. I hear some dolphin, some species of dolphins have their own names, like, that they get oh. recognized by, like, like, a series of clicks and whistles, like, that distinguishes, like... The people listening can't see, but I'm physically pointing at you right now. That distinguishes you, the <laughs> luscious Luigi, from someone else. I, I think that's pretty interesting. Huh. And a, tons of animals. Every, almost every animal. Almost every mammal, certainly. But a lot of animals show emotions as well. Some pretty strong. No, I, I believe it. You yeah. ever look at a sad dog? Oh, they're heartbroken. It I is, know, It's yeah. gut-wrenching. People who say dogs don't have emotions. I, oh, I, you are objectively wrong. incorrect. No. Except for Chihuahuas, they just have nothing behind those eyes. No, just it's it's just um, hatred, manic, wrath. <laughs> I, I, I would say wrath, rage. Yeah, but uh, some species of elephants have funerals, or not funerals, but they. they yeah, have, I, I've heard that. It's elephants are really cool. Elephants are some of my favorite animals. They I gotta are say, fascinating. Speaking of uh, animals, do you know what this uh, this year is on the on the Chinese New Year? I don't. Do you? I believe it's the year of the rabbit. I could be wrong about that. In fact, I don't want to spew misinformation, so let me just <laughs> look that up right now. I, I'm honestly, what is the significance of, of the animal years? Do that you, I'm not sure. Is it like horoscopes, but yes, it is the year of the rabbit. 
like um, more cultural significance than, I, than I, a horoscope does? I would say so, maybe. I'm not sure. I, I can't uh, speak intelligently to that. Um, I wasn't sure if maybe you had some background knowledge. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate it, but that's unfortunately that's uh, not on my list. Maybe next time. We'll, next time. We'll figure it out. Next year. Why not now? Well, I mean, I, I I guess I could look it up, but... See, here, here's my, my gripe with New Year's, right? Sure. Everybody's like, oh, let's make New Year's resolutions. Uh-huh. And my thought is, on the Sigma grind set, of course. <laughs> of course. Why? Why? Why don't you just do it now? Patrick Bateman. Why? Why? Uh-huh. I still haven't seen American Psycho. Good, yeah. I just know him through the memes. Sure. But, anyway, why, why not just do the, the just resolution like in- now? Just start now. What's the difference if you start right now? Or 14 days from now, when the new year turns. Honestly, you're probably better off starting right now, because oh, then th- at least you started. This and is a hypothetical situation where it's like the 17th or whatever? Yeah. Okay. December Hypothetically. Of December. Yeah. It's like December 17th. It's like, oh, you know what? Next year, I want to start going to the gym. Right. Just do it now. <laughs> you just start now. I guess for the gym, at least, um, I know a lot of gyms, especially Planet Fitness, they, they really capitalize on that yep. in their business model, and so they have massive discounts at January 1st. They so do. So it, it would behoove you to uh, to take advantage of that. Well, see, that's that's the thing. They they kind of bank on the fact that people are going to sign up and then not really and, and, come yeah, and, and just, use the equipment. Yeah, exactly. So, well, like maybe something like that. Maybe that's a reason. Mm-hmm. But like there are people who are just like, oh, you know what? Yeah. New Year's resolution. I'm gonna go to the gym more. I'm gonna yeah. eat healthier. Like just eat healthier, start now. Yeah, run. You have no other reason not yeah. to. Just start now. Like, oh, I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write. You know, a page of my novel or whatever every day, starting on January first. Well, no. If you start and have two weeks of practice, you'll get really good at it. So that on January first, you'll have a great start and you'll be you'll be up up and away. You know, exactly. something of that nature. See me on the Sigma grind set. Sure, I just, I just do it. Yeah, you know, I, I wake up every morning at wake up on a 2 random and I have a breakfast of you know, raw steak and eggs. <laughs> oh, of course. And I go for a thirty-mile run a in dozen? my underwear or two dozen, a dozen. Okay, just yeah. a dozen. Well, I gotta start light for the, sure, the two-mile sure. run. Oh, okay. And then so. after the two-mile run, you have the other dozen. Yeah, I what I like to do is I, I split. I'm sorry. Up the, did you uh, say you were in your underwear? <laughs> when I go for the run, yes. Okay, I, it's okay. a, a cold training thing. I see. Yeah. So I, uh, it's I stripped down to my underwear. I uh-huh. would, uh, boxers I would, or briefs? Boxers. Okay, good. I would go completely in the nude, but I don't <laughs> want to do that to anybody. <laughs> right, I, right. I don't want to, that would be you're right. inconsiderate. Once you, uh, once your Sigma grind set has taken you to the point where you can have your own ranch in Montana and you're just going to do laps around your private property just naked, right? That's, yeah, that okay. is the plan. Okay, cool, cool, that, cool. I am on the Sigma grind set. Yeah, yeah. And therefore I will have that ranch in mm-hmm. Montana where I will live off of. The fat of the land. Yeah, and you won't be constrained by the new year. You'll you'll just be living there just day after day. I'll be entirely in my own world. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll, you'll pick a random, you know, Monday afternoon in, in July and be like, you know what, New Year's resolutions. <laughs> <laughs> like it starts now. That's how I'm going to roll. That, the I, only I respect thing that. that is going to affect my ranch in Montana is and how I live my life. Weather. Is the weather. Yeah. Cycles of the moon. Maybe not cycles of the moon. Well, you know, you might get bit by a werewolf or something. No, I won't. You won't? Yeah, I'm going to be like Chuck Norris. So the werewolf tries to bite me, it'll... 
You got like what silver brass knuckles? (laughs) Silver knuckles? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Actually, speaking of silver, you know about that um, solution? It's like this. uh, I I don't want to call it snake oil, but it's like a supplement in quotes. Mm. And it's literally like silver, like liquid silver. And there's people that swear by it. Is and it like actually molten silver or is it like mercury or like gallium or something? No, it's like actually silver in, in okay. some kind of solution. Oh, it's just like suspended in something. I, I don't know exactly. Okay, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. do know that these people drink it and they hmm. swear it keeps them healthy. Interesting. And they turn blue. <laughs> oh, from, yeah. From too much silver. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I've, I think I've heard of that. There's, there's a famous guy who turned blue. I believe it was a different um, reason. I think it was um, some some sort of uh, vitamin. Or no, no, no. Yep. His skin, uh, here's, this is according to Wikipedia. Everybody should go donate to Wikipedia, by the way. Great, great organization. Um, his skin was described, his name is uh, Paul Carison. Carison. Okay. His skin was described as turning blue after he took a homemade silver chloride colloid. Yep, so it is silver chloride, just suspended in presumably water or something, and rubbing a solution of colloidal colloidal silver on his face in an attempt to treat problems with his sinuses, dermatitis, acid reflux, and other issues. So there you go. You were 100% right. Oh, there we go. Good job. Sigma grind set. Sigma grind set, yeah. Just keeping my mind sharp. Yo, really. That's how it's, it's rolling. Hey, man, I... Everybody knows rule number one of the Sigma grind set is ingest as many heavy metals as you can. <laughs> Just like go out into uh, old factories, like all those lead f- lead based stuff, all the uh, fumes, burn burn like old computer parts. You know, silver, gold, copper. Copper's not yeah, heavy like metal, the but motherboards. Oh gold. yeah, definitely just. As many vaporous metallic fumes as you can. Mercury, great yep. one. Mm-hmm. Great one. Absolutely. Very good. Very easy, too. When you're on the Sigma grind set, you got to ingest as many, all, all the, the heavy metals. <laughs> For those quick, listening. Quick disclaimer this is a joke. Don't <laughs> actually do that. No, please, <laughs> please. Please do not ingest heavy metals. You know, I saw a, um, this sign online and it said, um, <laughs> it said H2O for you. Right, like clever, you know. Right, it was right. a, it was a little dispenser, and um, <clears throat> like just a, a little marketing bit. Right. Except instead of having it be all like separated out, like H two O space four space U, it was all listed as if it were one chemical compound, like just a single one, like H two O four U. Interesting. And and the caption. This is you know a poster, whatever. It's from a doctor who said. Please, under no circumstances should you in- ingest uranium diperoxide <laughs> or uh, dioxide deperoxide, whatever it whatever it may be. But yeah, it was a sigma's no. On the other hand, to ingest as much <laughs> as much as that as they possibly can. That's how we roll. Uranium. I start my very heavy. With that. Yep. Yeah. Two dozen eggs, or sorry, a dozen eggs, raw steak, and a nice tall glass of uranium dioxide deperoxide. Absolutely. Just gulp it all down. Just gulp I didn't it, even hold one, it in my mouth. Just straight do you down ever, the gulp. Do you ever make, <laughs> ever make it a smoothie? Oh, you know, I haven't thought about that. Maybe I'll mix that in with the eggs, you know, make like a little yeah, yeah. An egg smoothie. That would be that would be a nice way to nice change it up. Nice and tasty. 
Yeah. Maybe I you could scramble so. it. Oh, no, they have to be raw. They have to be raw. <laughs> Sorry, right? It's I all forgot. Good. All good. No problem. Um, so after I get my, my dozen raw eggs in the morning mm-hmm. and I come back, I, I eat two dozen more. Mm-hmm. But this time I split up the yolks and the, okay. the whites. Mm-hmm. And I put the whites in a glass and I chug the whites. Sure. And then I put the yolks on the second raw steak that I, I eat see. for the morning. I see, I see. I kind of mix them up. And then uh, after that, do you uh, do you ever use the uh, the silver chloride tincture and rub it all over yourself? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, good, good. Just making sure. Always. I want to make sure you're getting your heavy metal into <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Birdchild. I appreciate could you, it. Could you imagine an, an alternate reality wherein our our vitamins and macronutrients come from like heavy metals and stuff? So you know, you got your old your old grandmother. I'm sure you know as an Italian, the old Italian grandmother, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Luigi! Make sure you're getting your your heavy metals. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you know, normally it's oh your vitamin C, your iron, whatever. You know, oh make sure you're getting your, you know, um, cesium one thirty seven and uh, just a block of bismuth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just chomping it all down. That would be intriguing. Mm-hmm. What if like, talking about alternate reality? Mm-hmm. Um, Vitamins and minerals and sure. such. I asked, I think, my bio teacher freshman year mm-hmm. of high school, mm-hmm. um, if it wasn't carbon, what would be the next atom that would have life be sustainable? Silicon? They did say it was silicon. Mm-hmm. So w- what would that look like, theoretically? Like, you I, know, have, I have no idea like how that would look, or, I think nor am I qualified to talk, but I'd yeah. be really intrigued to find out. Same boat. I think there are, there are probably a lot of people chemists and biochemists and uh, so on who would be much infinitely more qualified to talk about what silicon-based life would look like than us and it may even very well exist in this universe you know we, we would be surprised if it did we we couldn't say for sure but yeah maybe next episode <laughs> I'll, I'll write Perhaps. that down next episode uh find out silicon-based life <laughs> Of a, a doctor's a doctorate thesis mm-hmm. written for it. And yeah, no. We'll read it out for the first time on air. I'll get you a doctorate thesis by uh, by tomorrow or Beautiful. next week. That'd be a fun. Yeah, interesting. My own. Thing. I'm going to write it myself. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I wasn't gonna take someone else's. What if we uh, we took that idea mm-hmm. and we we made a a board game where we traded our own silicon based life monsters and had them fight? Or more broadly, create your own life forms. Just create, create life. I think Victor Frankenstein tried that one. It didn't turn out too well. No, I'm pretty sure he made a, a <laughs> yeah. monster. Yeah, no, it was uh, not not pleasant for him. Have you ever read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein unabridged? No, I have not. It's a it's a good book. I, I've heard it's pretty good. It's a little slow. I had to read it for school. Okay. I didn't think it was that slow. It was kind of slim. I mean, it's a little strange. It's a disclaimer. It's really not what popular media has described as like Frankenstein, you know, like with the arms out and the bolts in the neck and the, you know, it's not, he's a very articulate guy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He's also like eight foot seven or something. (laughs) He's he's massive. Holy crap. Yeah, no, he's, he's a cool guy. Um, You just write like an essay before he comes after you. I mean, I know he doesn't actually go after anybody in particular. I I hope, spoiler alert, spoiler alert for like a, 250-year-old book <laughs> that probably most of you have already read. Um, 
in case you do want to read the unabridged Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, just turn down your volume and come back in like two minutes or something. But um, the, the Frankenstein's monster, so when he arises right from the table and Victor, Victor Frankenstein is, is totally, you know, scared out of his wits because, you know, oh no, the thing I designed specifically to live is now alive. I'm, I'm so upset and surprised about that. But he runs and he abandons his, his monster. And his monster is, you know, totally illiterate. It doesn't know how to speak, but it hides in bushes and like it sneaks around. Um, Just follow my moves. Yeah, and sneak around. <laughs> yeah, um, and he learns because the book it's based in Switzerland, so he learns oh, French. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's huh. uh, Swiss, and so he learns French from like stalking, like living in the bushes or basement or something or like shack or shed of this mm-hmm. this peasant family um what does and he, he eat um okay so that's another thing I thought that was my first question yeah yeah it's not oh wow that's impressive he just yeah, learned he just watching learns what French does he eat? yeah <laughs> um it's actually interesting his he describes himself as having a like constitution like no man in that he can run like probably like a two minute mile Wow. He he can jump, you know. He has like a, you know, 10, 15 foot vertical or whatever. Like I mean, I, he's I, eight I'm making feet tall. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm making these numbers up, but you know, like he, he's ridiculous. He has superhuman strength, right? And he can survive in the Swiss Alps where it's like you know minus twenty degrees, right? Um, and just be just fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember he said, even though he's like eight feet tall and ha- has like superhuman stamina and strength abilities he he can totally subsist off of like a handful of nuts and berries a day oh i guess that's because he's like dead (laughs) technically like his flesh is is rotten but yeah no he's like oh yeah and and victor frankenstein's asked this question he's like how did you eat like did you like bonk any kids on the head and drag them back to your shack and like eat them? He's like, oh no no no, I love kids. I just like had a few berries that night. Like what? <laughs> that, that doesn't make any sense. Like I thought you just said you ran like across the country of Switzerland in like half an hour. He's like, oh yeah no I did, but I was a little peckish, so I just got some berries. Like whatever. <laughs> That's but such anyway, a power move. yeah, he he listens to this uh, this French peasant family. I actually don't think they're peasants. I'm pretty sure they're exiled nobility. Oh. Um, and so they're very well spoken. They have lots of books. Um, and so he like learns about the world through this family. It's kind of interesting. And then when he comes back to Frankenstein, he's like, alas, huzzah, Sarah, your napes and japes. You know, like he's, he's, you know, talking very eloquently. And Victor Frankenstein is very confused. He's like, what? <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot more to the book than that. It's a good book. If uh, you want to give the audio book a listener. Give the book a read. I, I recommend it. It's a it's a fun one. I think you you kind of put me onto that one a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's interesting. I haven't read that one, but mm-hmm. I did read um, what I feel like is often paired with uh, with Frankenstein. Is it um, the Monster Mash? <laughs> no, Dracula. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, yeah. I read Bram Stoker's Dracula sure. for school instead of uh, Frankenstein. Okay. How was that? Um, I have, like, a very love-hate relationship with that book. Mm-hmm. Like, I think when that book is good, mm-hmm. it's really, really good. Yeah. Like, the first 90 pages follow uh, Jonathan Harker mm-hmm. in Dracula's castle. Mm-hmm. As you find out that Dracula, spoiler alert, <laughs> Dracula <laughs> is a vampire. <laughs> yeah. 
and it is in. Oh, so he doesn't know this. No, he just thinks he's a he's a count. No, so the the premise, the setup is that Jonathan Harker's he's a lawyer, a lawyer's. Um, when does this book take assistant, place? Uh, Eighteen late eighteen hundreds. Okay, I thought so. In um, Britain and uh, Transylvania. Oh, yes. So he um, he goes there on the premise. He's like a lawyer, and he's um, I, I believe he's supposed to like educate the count on British law or something because the okay. count wants to go to England. Sure, and, and he doesn't want to get, you know, arrested and held in a No, that, that would prison. be a huge issue for yeah. him, but just to maintain his his Because he could probably just of, turn into a bat and fly away, right? Yeah. I see. Just It's just like to maintain sure, his sure, air sure. of, like, Appearances. I am the count. Right, right, right. You know? um, I am the But it is absolutely enthralling. And um, spoiler alert, I'm going to describe a scene because I love this scene, but it doesn't spoil a whole lot. Um, so the, the count is very odd. Mm-hmm. He's a, like vampires are just like yeah, they're weird kind guys. of gross, <laughs> yeah. like undead. Like they're not like like Edward and Twilight. Sure, the way Bram Stoker describes them. Like the count has like long, gross fingernails. That and, like, doesn't surprise me at all. Sunken in eyes, that does and not his skin me. is like bright pale. And he's got like fangs. Like it, yeah. it's not like an attractive thing. Like, sure, he, he looks sickly. Yeah, it, it's kind of gross. He's he's like his. His flesh is like what, 500, 600 years old? It's gotta be. Like it's, you know, he's not right. doing so well. Actually, I think canonically he's like 200, three, two or 300 years old. Okay. Um, anyway. He so, should have been dead a long time ago, yes. <laughs> is, is the point. <laughs> but um, so this, this scene is like my favorite scene in the whole book. Everything's like really odd. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan's like, I do not like <laughs> staying here. I saw you crawling on the side of the castle walls <laughs> yesterday. I'm going to leave. And the count goes, Okay, you can go. Uh huh. And he's like, Jonathan's like, um, just gonna let me go? He goes, sure. <laughs> and he takes Jonathan to the front door and he opens the front door and he goes, go ahead, leave. And he puts his hand up and all of a sudden a pack of wolves runs up to the front and starts howling. And he goes, <laughs> I thought you wanted to go. Don't you wanna leave? And the clear implication here is that the wolves are gonna kill Jonathan if sure. he outside. Uh, yeah, just, I, just to make okay. any gaps clear here. Right, right, right. Um, that was a distant I, gap to bridge. I just gotta be sure. I mean, sure, you know. Sure, sure, sure. And then Jonathan's like, uh, maybe I'll stay another night. Mm. <laughs> Deal with the guy crawling, the old, sickly old man crawling on his walls. <laughs> it's one of the best scenes in the whole book because it's so like, horrifying and mm. dracula like the way stoker writes it is with such like like spunk mm. i don't want to say spunk like it's so like it's dripping with personality mm. and you get such a clear sense like dracula right. is absolutely writhing in jonathan's fear yeah. and like horror yeah, yeah and it is amazing it's wow. the best scene i think in the whole book but that is wow all right now i might have to read dracula there's a slight caveat. Sure. Um, oh, after the first 90 pages... Then it sucks. The book gets really slow for a little bit. Mm. And then it goes in a cycle. And then something big happens. And it's like, oh, yeah, let's let's go. Mm-hmm. Everyone's together. We're going to... good again. We're going to do it. And then nothing happens again. Mm. And then something happens. And then nothing happens. All the way until the end where the climax is like literally two pages. Yeah. Like the last two pages of the book. And it's like... It's slow, 
But when it's good, it's good. But I, I just sure. think it's such an interesting book. And maybe yeah. I'm more in love with the idea of mm-hmm. Dracula than I am. That makes sense. Actually, the book. So I would say, at the very least, read the first 90 pages. Because <laughs> they're okay. actually really, really good and really right. enjoyable. Will do. And besides, it's a nice little bite-sized introduction for someone who might not have a lot of time on their hands. Yeah, exactly. And it, it kind of wraps itself up mm-hmm. decently in that 90 pages. You can kind of... Yeah. Obviously, it's not the end, but sure. you get like a good feel for... How long is it? I believe it's about 300 pages. Oh, wow. Okay. For something like that. It, it's kind of long. Sure. I know Frankenstein's relatively short. Yeah, it's not that bad. Um, actually, fun fact about Frankenstein and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mary Shelley wrote that in mm-hmm. a horror contest. contest yeah. Mm-hmm. I was looking into the origin of... Um, Literary Vampires. Why can't I remember the name of the book? The, the original book that was written by an Englishman about a vampire, like a modern vampire, like high mm. society, mm. kind of like, you know, like a dragon. He was the stuff. other one at the contest, right? He was the other one at the That's contest. That's what I thought, yeah. yep. So I think that was really cool. And then Bram Stoker obviously drew from that book. Mm-hmm. To, um, yeah, that is to, impressive. Yeah. That considered to be one of the first horror writers and Mary Shelley and her extremely accomplished Husband, P.B. Shelley, Percy Shelley, poet, all this stuff. Actual horror writer in a horror writing contest, she won. That's a that's a great, that's a great story. Nice for her. It is very cool. Go go, Mary Shelley. Pretty big flex. That's a that's a that is a big flex. It's a flex and a half. Yeah, but we're all for it. Absolutely. So, um, have you ever read any of P.B. Shelley's works? No, I haven't. I've read one of them. One. It's a poem. It's one of his more famous pieces. It's called Ozymandias. 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 I've heard of that. There is a Breaking Bad episode with the title Ozymandias. That's that how. That's how most people know it. But it's a great. It's a great poem. In fact, I'm pretty. So okay, I'm really embarrassed by this fact. I love the Breaking Bad's universe. I've watched all of Better Call Saul, but. I haven't watched all of Breaking Bad. <laughs> so, I, how? So I'm really embarrassed by that fact. I just don't I just don't really have that much time on my hands anymore. But you watched all of Better Call Saul before you finished Breaking Bad. Well, yeah, because it's a prequel. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but still. Like, where, where did you get to in Breaking Bad? Like, what season? Like, season three. Oh. Yeah. So I'm about halfway okay. there. But anyway, I haven't seen Ozymandias, is the point. Um, and I'm pretty sure Walter White does give a abridged version of the poem in that in that show um but it's a it's a nice poem it's about uh fallen power and about this this king who was once great and he is no longer maybe i have read that mm. i don't it's pretty short i might be thinking of a different one yeah but i'm not sure it's a i, I can't remember specifics enough to try to recall sure that stuff. sure but um yeah do you do you hear that do you hear the paper? The paper? Does that sound like paper? Yes, sliding under the door. Why is that doing that? Do you? Yeah, I've uh, I've seen this before. What What's the issue? Why is our, there paper uh, coming out from under the door? Our printer has uh, gained consciousness. What? Yeah, the the printer in that in that room next to it it's it's sentient now. So. Oh. It's gonna try to take over the world. Well, we, we should probably go stop that. Yeah, we're, we're gonna we? go address that yeah um in the meantime while we deal with a sentient printer Mm -hmm. uh why don't everybody listening why don't you all take a nice little pause take a moment to breathe 
have a break. Get a snack. While we, uh, Unless you're driving. Save the world. While we save the world. You're welcome, by the way. printer i am covered in paper cuts yeah no me too i i i got a couple myself i am in indescribable pain right now my hands i can barely close them it wasn't bad after we hit it with the one two wombo combo water bottle on the on it and then unplug it it, it wasn't too bad well no it wasn't terrible but you you, you kind of got the the worst of it though. yeah um you next time sort of we need in. to remember to to do the wombo combo first. Yeah, yeah. Not the not mambo wombo. Yeah, no, no, no. That was that was where you you uh, yeah, you went wrong. That was. Um, it's okay. It's a rookie mistake. You know, once once you get a couple of these under your belt, you sort of get the sense of the cadence of things. So that, you know. How many of these have you? How many sentient printers? I'd really have you rather not say. Yeah. Is it a touchy subject? Yeah. Like family. I, you know. I oh. just. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. It's okay. It's okay. All these wacky things going on in here. Yeah. Yeah. So. But, um, you know, in uh, all seriousness, I think uh, people, people think, oh, you know, AI, you know, if, if, if anything goes wrong, just unplug it. But that's kind of a, that's not, that's not, you know, quite accurate. Like there's a lot of... Uh, you can't really do that. No, because like. it's, it's most of the things today, they're, they're all cloud-based. Yeah. So like you can't just, you know, unless you take down... All electricity, every grid all over the world, and the satellites. You know, it's it's kind of a, a I'm, I'm what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of a impossibility, naive way of looking at things. You yeah. can't just unplug it. Unlike the printer, of course. That's why nobody hears about them, about them, because the the malice printers that try to take over the world, us vigilante heroes, can just unplug them. But why didn't we just do that first? Uh, so anyway, no, 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 just don't worry about it. Anyway. Yes, master. Um, actually, speaking of, uh, AI. Sure. I don't know how it works. Yeah. And neither do people at Google, according to a documentary I watched. (laughs) Yeah, I think the, the sort of, um, what that means is, is a lot of these newer AI models, um, they're, what they actually do is, is these AI models don't do something, they, they produce another model to do something. So for example, all this like high-end image gen and the new chat GPT, all this text-based stuff, mm-hmm. the way it works is, is um, people develop models and those models create models and those models are what actually do the work, mm-hmm. right? Those are those are the tangible um, deliverables that 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 they have, and so that's why like the the designers of the model that makes the model they don't know how that second model works like it just it just was it produced does. by by the first one it right. just does work yeah exactly yeah so that's an interesting uh, that, that there's a chance that might be what they were sort of talking about um, I'm not the world's most qualified to speak to AI but. My brother is a PhD student at MIT, 
and him and his uh, peers and faculty, they do a lot of AI stuff. So they are among the more <laughs> qualified in the world people. Um, so I, I sort of absorb just by osmosis a lot from him. Um, but of course I can't sure. remember any everything, so there is some, uh, there are some limitations and perhaps some false information, so don't take my <laughs> word as the word of the Bible, but um, him and his uh, faculty, his professor, his advisors and such, they, uh, they very, my, very well may be the foremost uh, authority on the subject. I would believe it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to, to sort of answer your question, there's, there's an, obviously many different types of AI. Yeah, of course. And these, these new ones that we see now are super advanced and actually do have, do possess artificial intelligence like they are intelligent they can like almost think for themselves and this all this cutting edge stuff i don't quite understand because it's very high level it's very advanced but um the older stuff like i teach an ai to play a video game or something like that Mm -hmm. that's a little more simple it's a it's a reinforcement algorithm right so it's a neural network you take all these inputs all these parameters and um you just adjust them typically at the beginning just through like random noise or something and you, the programmer of the AI, so to speak, uh, either rewards it or punishes it based on its its result. So, like, if you're just playing, you know, mm-hmm. Super Mario or whatever, you're, right. you know, your your things could be your your parameters, variables could be speed. You know, that's that's probably what most people do for like a tool assisted speed run. Right, that's, right, right. That's the yeah. only one. It's speed, or it could be you know, enemies killed or coins collected, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, um, based on those variables the and and in the early date in the early like generations so to speak of the of the algorithm it's not you know you're not going to make it to the finish it's you're rewarded based on how far you get and eventually once you do make it to the finish then it's how fast you get there Mm -hmm. um and it just you just you just repeat this just brute force grind it out just hundreds of thousands if not millions of generations until you get it like pretty perfect but the new ones they're not quite just simple reinforcement al- algorithms. It's a, it's a lot more than that. That's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. The uh, the reinforcement ones I have seen mm-hmm. uh, a decent amount of. Yeah, those are those are uh, so. sort of commonplace ish. Yeah, uh, I remember reading an article or something. They were talking about how they had to teach the computer what a banana was mm-hmm. by showing it yeah. millions of pictures of bananas. Yeah, I just thought that was really funny. It is. It is funny. Yeah, but these um these newer image gen stuff, mm-hmm. it's actually kind of interesting the way they work is they um, their initial training is denoising an image. So you take a picture mm-hmm. and you noise it a little bit. You make it a little blurry. And the goal of the model is to unblur that image, right? Yeah. And it, it gets progressively blurrier and blurrier and blurrier. And it progressively gets better and better and better at unblurring it. Right. Until eventually you can get to the point where you just say, show me a picture of the luscious Luigi sitting at his desk recording a show and it will like it'll just take that image it will denoise it so to speak from mm-hmm. nothing and that that's that's kind of cool that's interesting it's awesome and same with like the some of the more language some of the language based models like kind mm-hmm. of like a chat gpt right they um they take the training data from all the text on the internet right mm-hmm. which by the way my brother um, he, he said, this is kind of interesting. All the text files, no images, no videos, no nothing, just strictly text on the internet is only about a terabyte. 
hmm. which is crazy because a text really? is so light. Text is ridiculously light that it just it it all the text on the internet, every scholarly paper, every Wikipedia article, every blog post, all of it, it's really only about a terabyte, which is I find very fascinating. That's shocking. It, Considering it, how much that there there's is. so much. But again though, that's excluding all video, all images, all font data, color data, all sorts of um, metadata, time, all of that. It's just strictly text. I gotcha. So it, it kind of makes a little more sense. But yeah, what they do is um, they, they just sort of get used to it. And eventually, this is really cool the way they work, is um, mm -hmm. if you say, if you give it a problem and you say, or, or yeah, so you you want its goal is to continue a sentence, right? Yeah. So if you say, um, hello, my, the reasonable continuation is name is. Yeah. So right, you get hello, my name is. Or, oh man, I need my sunglasses. It's very, the reasonable continuation would be bright out, right? right. Or something, or bright today, right? Something mm -hmm. like that. And so you train it based on all that. And eventually you get to the point where if you give it a problem, like you say, if, you know, 3x is equal to 6, x is equal to, the most logical continuation is 2. So it will just, like, it'll get that. Or if you give it a problem and say, the answer is, the most logical continuation is the answer. And that's how they work. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Right? That's it's very strange, yeah. That's very cool. It's very, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. But, hmm. um, again take everything I say with a grain of salt because, it's, you know, this was all just small talk I learned over uh, Christmas break, so. I see. Some of it is bound to be a little bit inaccurate. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. Still, it's still interesting. It's still concept. cool, it, yeah. it could serve as a springboard for yeah. someone. A lot of topics. myself. I used to think that all that was so fascinating. When I was little, I wanted it to is. be a programmer. It is fascinating. Well, I, I think it is now. It when is I cool, little, I was objectively. Like, I want to program. I want to make video games. You, you want to be a green text hacker. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone at one point in their life wanted to be a like a Neo from the Matrix, just like infinitely literate in computers. I thought that would be awesome. It, I it wanted to make video games. Awesome. I was you know a big video game kid. Sure. And then um, yeah, we had found these programming camps. I say we. I mean my dad. Mm -hmm. And he was like, okay, well we we can Mr. send you to Luigi. one of these, Mr. Luigi. Sure. Yes. Um, and he, um, yeah, he was like, all right, cool. Yeah. Let's, let's send you into one. I think mm -hmm. the first one was programming in Minecraft. Wow. Was, like, was it learning... like redstone or like command blocks? Command blocks. Command blocks. And I was so awful at programming. <laughs> <laughs> I like did not understand at all what yeah. was happening. Yeah. There's I certainly was a, so confused. There's a brain for it. And, um. I did one more. No, I did one or two more. And the next one was app development. Mm. And then I did I did do one more after that. It was um, learning coding in Unity for mm -hmm. game design. Sure. That's useful for game development. I, I could not <laughs> grasp my head around <laughs> anything that was going on. Yikes. So my my dream of becoming a programmer was was slashed. Yeah, that's unfortunate. In like sixth grade, that's but like, I, I've recently come back to it. I've started that's programming good. again. That's good. Now that I'm old enough to yeah. actually comprehend, what's it can going be on. your yeah, really your uh, New Year's resolution. 
I have no New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I am a sure. Sigma. I am the not Sigma, a slave right, right, right. to the human construct of a calendar. One day at your uh, Mon- Montanan ranch, you'll just like, you know what? I want to learn C++ today. And then you'll just do it. <laughs> yeah. I'll learn it all in one day because I'll be so sure. good at learning. I'll have optimized All of my the heavy metals in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> You know, all that uranium. Yeah. My, that reminds me of a story. Um, my dad, he wanted to be a drummer when mm-hmm. he was a kid, like a rock drummer. And one day he met, you know, I, I'm sure it was one of his dad or older siblings or cousins, friends or whatever, but he was a drummer in a band. And um, my dad was like, oh, that's so cool. I want to be a drummer. And he's like, okay, can you rub your stomach and pat your head at the same time? No. <laughs> can you, <laughs> you know, can you do like a, a simple polyrhythm like... Like, no. So, okay, you're probably not going to be a drummer. Like, <laughs> can you keep a steady tempo? Can you keep time? Can you subdivide? You know, no. So he's like, okay, I hate to break it to you, but you're probably not going to be a drummer. So, <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. But, yeah, he's, yeah. He could probably do it now. Mm, maybe. I'm not sure. Regardless. Um, who knows? Who knows? I guess only him. And yeah. potentially me, because... I've known him for 18 years. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's a good point. But um, before that, what were you saying? AI, yeah, coding, we about AI app program. development. I was talking about the, uh, the coding camps, camps that I was in over the yeah, summer. Yeah. They, they were a lot of fun. They were a good time. That's um, good. It was just when I actually had to go do the work, I would like break down because I just could not yeah. figure it out. Yeah. I'd be like staring at the screen, trying to... Make some semblance stupid of stupid trivia game. Yeah, yeah. iOS app. I remember. I um <coughs> there's definitely a brain for it. And my brother definitely has that brain. His his undergrad degree was, Wait, was a, comp sci. A PhD. Well yeah, so, he's getting his PhD. Uh, Doesn't well, my, have one my yet. mistake. Yeah, he could get kicked out <laughs> for being <laughs> stupid or too alcoholic or whatever. MIT has a serious frat culture. Not a lot of people know that. Big, big frat culture at MIT. I didn't. Um, of course, it's all a lot of Greeks. Uh, this is true. This is true. There are a ton of Greeks at MIT, so I guess it is technically Greek life. So it does make sense. There you go. But they're all like academic fraternities, you know. It's like okay. the the, you know, I, it's not like the Chads like, hey brother, beta Kai, you know, we're gonna do some <laughs> keggers for the football game. It's like you know, oh, I I talked with. Uh, the president of the other fraternity, and he said that we might be able to publish a paper. You know, like it's it's it's, it's that kind of stuff. Um, the duality but of man between MIT and here. Still, a lot of a lot of Greek life. Um, but yeah, I he he very much has that brain for it. He's very. My mom describes him as pointy, like he's pointy. a very pointy guy. Not physically, not in visual appearance at all. But like everything he does, it's very pointy. You know, it's very staccato, very to the point, very oh, okay. efficient, very hyper optimized. Um, that's what his PhD is in: is optimization, very optimized operations research. Right. Um, and so he he's just has that sort of um, numerical, sort of uh, analytical mind. Mm-hmm. And I I have like a languagey sort of mind. Like my mom said that. When I was a little kid, like a baby, like a t- like an infant, um, and I was starting to babble, I would sound English, I would sound Spanish, French, German, Mandarin, um, even one. She said I, I used to do the. I, I'm not sure if I can do it now. Like the like the clicking languages in uh, Sub-Saharan Africa, like 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 those clicks. 
I'm you know? not familiar, but I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. I, I can't quite do it, but this language called Kosa, but uh-huh. of course the K is not a K, it's a, it's a click. I'm not sure how well that, that carries on the mic. But um, <laughs> I can't quite do it. It's one of the oldest languages in the world. Of course, it's evolved and everything, but uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful language. It's uh, full of these percussive ticks and clicks with, like, the tongue and everything. That's fascinating. It's really yeah, cool. No, that, that exists. It's a beautiful language. But, yeah, I, um, she, she says that I was making those sounds as an infant, so um, I guess I have a language-based mind, but Perhaps. CS has never really jived with me. Like, I knew Python a little bit at one point, mm-hmm. but I forget it now. I'm probably going to have to because, you know, college student, if not yeah. a CS, some CS familiarity. You don't have to have a degree, but it's certainly a good idea to have yeah. some exposure to it at some that point because that's the way the world's going. So it only makes sense. It does indeed. Um, speaking of all this uh, AI and computer mm-hmm. science programming, mm-hmm. all the things... I actually used uh, one of the AI art generators mm-hmm. to help design some of the logo art. Wow! For nonfiction thoughts, so that Incredible. we could use it for the Spotify page. Yeah, that will be available very, very soon. In fact, this will be the first episode exciting. that goes on to the Spotify page. So, very if you exciting. tuned in about halfway through, or decided you want to hear us again, you can go and listen on Spotify oh, yeah. later in the week. Uh, the exact date will be uh, to be determined, but yes. keep a lookout. Please do. It'll be it'll be nonfiction thoughts, and it'll have a very intriguing logo that I <laughs> cool. spent a good chunk of the break trying to to come up with. Um, it was not generated by AI, but I did use AI art generators to also, give some ideas. I prefer the term image generator because it's not I, quite. Oh uh, yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Yeah, it. it I, I know a lot of people in the art community are very, you know, upset about this it, for good yeah, reason. I've so I, if even if I use an AI image generator and don't pay an artist as bad as that is, I I'm, I won't do them the disservice of calling it an art generator. I that's fair. Do consider it very much to be just an image generator. I mean, it kind of that is what it is. It it's is. Not, it's it, not. That's exactly really what it thinking is. Thinking about the only. The only art generators are, are people and potentially other species of animals. Well, that's true. I think, I I think, think um, have, uh, they made monkeys paint at some monkeys point. Monkeys might have painted. I, I'm pretty sure a lot of birds do um, stuff with their nest. Um, birds are very performative maters. <laughs> yeah, they are. They've got a lot to prove. <laughs> Talk <laughs> about compensating. Have you seen the, uh, the Funky birds on that island. Oh yeah, I can't remember the name of them either. Yeah. but they are the weirdest looking birds I've ever seen. They're they're pretty cool, but yeah, a lot of birds will um, or not a lot of birds. I'm pretty sure there's this one species of bird, tropical, obviously. It um it collects rocks and pebbles and mm-hmm. seashells and sticks and feathers, mm-hmm. and it it makes like a a display for their for their little nest. Hmm. It's more of a decoration. I wouldn't consider it art. Maybe. I mean, I'm not an ornithologist or an anthropologist or a zoologist or anything. Right. So, I'll, or, or, or an artist. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess you could consider, but everyone's an artist. It could very much be a movie plot line. 
Yeah. Following those birds, you follow the bird who isn't very good at art. <laughs> that sounds more like a Disney or a Pixar thing. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like if a Disney good. and Pixar make that movie, uh, it, it send us some royalties. It came from here first. It came from here first. You heard it here first. So that was a a Luigi original, <laughs> <laughs> certified Luigi original. <laughs> Except you can't. Well, I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna say you can't put that on the Disney thing because then Nintendo would sue you. But then That's I realized point. Nintendo doesn't own the rights to the name <laughs> Luigi. <laughs> That's like um, there's this one uh, Family Guy bit. I'm a big Family Guy fan. Um, family Guy enjoyer. Glenn, yeah, enjoyer. Sigma. Glenn Quagmire um, has this this funny line. All the the whole gang they're talking about going to McDonald's, but of course because it's a TV show. Um, aired on Fox, they can't say McDonald's because that's copyrighted. So they say McDaniels and instead of Big, uh, instead of Whopper, because that's copyrighted by Burger King, uh, they or preserved, I'm not sure, copyright, trademark. I'm, I'm not super up to date on, on the nomenclature of it. So he says, um, Bopper. So they go to McDaniels, <laughs> get a Bopper, right? And um, Quagmire, this whole time, is breaking the fourth wall, and he's saying, like, oh, this is, he's like, what did you just say? Like, oh, right, because we're on TV. We can't say because it's copyrighted. So he's breaking the fourth wall. And then um, Joe says, I can't wait to get some fresh fries. And he's like, what? That's ridiculous. They don't own French fries. We can say fr-. Like, that's not, you know, so that that's a similar. Like, oh, I want to name my child Luigi. But then you get a cease and desist letter from the <laughs> Nintendo Corporation. Like, ah, you can't do that. Or Mario, for that matter. That's uh, that your brother's name. That happens to be my brother's <laughs> name. Is actually Mario. And I, I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Uh, we are both plumbers. Yes, that is pretty incredible. And Italian. And Italian. You are Italian, full-blooded Italian, hundred percent Italian plumbers, named Mario and pseudo named Luigi. Spoiler alert: Luigi and Birdchild may or may not actually be our legal names <laughs> but your brother's legal name is definitely actually mario it is indeed yeah and both of you are plumbers yeah mm-hmm. we are thankfully we aren't fat <laughs> we aren't fat italian plumbers as some would call luigi, luigi. is not no luigi uh, mario's he's a bit on the neither one of them are no th- i'd say they're they're, they're, they're kind of snug i don't mario. know i feel like when people make fun of them they, yeah. they say they call them the fat italian plumbers wario on the other hand is Wario is Wario is he's large yes he is I'm pretty sure canonically there's Nintendo has a a, a canonical weight for him it's massive I I don't know what it is is. does it do they really yeah I'm pretty sure that's fascinating and they have heights too they have heights for most of their characters what is Waluigi's height that's what I want to know I don't know it's probably it's probably about the same as Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> probably about eight foot seven. Do you know how Waluigi was created or why? I assume just the alter ego evil personalities of uh, Mario and Luigi. I mean, sort of. That, that's what he was designed after, but the sure. reason they needed him was because of Mario Tennis on the N64. Oh, they didn't have a double. Wario for... didn't have a doubles partner, wow. so they made Waluigi. That's awesome. So... That game is really fun, by the way. I don't know if you've ever played it, but I have I played Mario Tennis. Mario Tennis, I have not played it. On the N64, it is it is a lot of fun. Mm. There are a lot of good N64 classics that uh, 
Some people don't give the time of day, or some people give too much mm. the time of day. Sure. That was not the right way to say that. <laughs> it is what it is. So. Going forward, do you think you'll ever refer to Waluigi as Wario's doubles partner? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> I might I might say that. When relevant. Yeah. Just uh, in case his name ever come, becomes taboo, like Voldemort or something, to say Wario's doubles partner, and then everybody <laughs> knows who you're talking about. I feel like that has about as many similar syllables as uh, he, ha- who, he who shall not be named. Mm-hmm. Wario's doubles partner. He who shall not be named. It actually has one more. He who shall not be named? No, that's one less. Oh, is it, well, it's, it's close to. Yeah, it's, it's close uh, to. It's close to. It would be much quicker to just say the name. Mm-hmm. That's one of my big so. pet peeves is um, World Wide Web. People say www. But they don't realize that www. Was that two or three? I think that I was I think three. you added an extra one. W-W-W. He's counting on his fingers, by the way. Nine. That's nine syllables. Whereas World Wide Web is just three. <laughs> so you could just say World Wide Web dot. And that would be so much easier. It probably would, but everybody who doesn't understand technology would probably write World Wide Web dot. <laughs> which, I don't know. I don't oh, that's that, a good point. That might, I don't know if that works or not. I don't think it would. I, I it don't, probably I would. No, definitely not. But I couldn't imagine. But I'm, test. I'm a little disappointed that in the early days of the internet, people didn't say, oh, it's World Wide Web dot, and you were just supposed to write out www. Just hit the W key three times. Hmm. But they didn't popularize that. I they guess popularized not. saying www. Unfortunately. Which, yeah. Unfortunately for us. Much like a lot of problems in the world, <laughs> they just passed it on to the other generation. I feel like we've done that all throughout time. Yeah, that's very much a, yeah, now especially. Probably. Us, well, I mean, we're here Us now, Zoomers. So we, we Zoomers are salty about it. We're, we're pretty salty about it. That's why we, we hate Boomers. I'm just kidding. I love Boomers. Actually, that's really not true. I like, there are some Boomers that I like. Like Paul McCartney, actually, he's not really a boomer. He was a he was a war baby. He's he's that old, but yeah, there are a lot of good boomers out there. Mm-hmm. If you're a boomer listening to this, you are a good boomer. Thank you for listening. Because boomers who listen to our podcast and our radio show are definitely good boomers. Absolutely, I feel like you have to be a little bit open minded to listen to absolutely to to, us, to luscious two zoomers, Luigi and bird child. Yeah, two zoomers just spout nonsense at you for an hour. You have to be definitely one of the cool boomers. Exactly. So thank you. We appreciate you. But if you're on uh, Capitol Hill and you're stalling meaningful legislation or in your state capital, in your governmental body, being problematic or at corporations, personally, that's just my opinion. Not one of my favorite boomers, but... If you're listening to the show, you're a great boomer, and I thank you. Fair enough. Now, uh, I think um, we'll end on this. I don't mean to get political or anything, <laughs> but... Neither did I. It just kind of happens. What is oatmeal? Oatmeal? You know what? I Don't even get me started. We got we to gotta do that for another day. I'll tell you what it is on the next episode on the of next Nonfiction episode. Thoughts. We'll be here Monday, 4 to 5. The Lion, WKPS 90.7 FM. Well, once again, if you can't listen, 
to the radio, to us live. You can hear us on Spotify later in the week. Keep checking. We'll have a solidified date soon. Absolutely. So, Thank you. Have a great rest of your day. Toodles. <laughs>